0: Uh, in terms of from, from the word directly, but hopefully uh, edifying and encouraging to all of us here. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to start in Colossians chapter 1, verse 24. Colossians 1, verse 24. I'm going to read all the way down to verse 5. Uh, pray, and then we'll just make a couple observations here. Now I rejoice in my sufferings for your sake, that their hearts may be encouraged being knit together in love to reach all the riches of full assurance of understanding and the knowledge of God's mystery, which is Christ. And in him are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. I say this, that that no one may delude you with plausible arguments. For though I am absent in body, yet I am with you in spirit, rejoicing to see your good order and the firmness of your faith in Christ. Father, we thank you for your word and the beauty in it. We pray, God, even now, Lord, as we open it up, we pray that it would be uh, uh, allowing uh, your people to feast, God. We pray that you would mark my words with uh, grace and humility. Father, I pray that what is spoken is spoken with with love and encouragement to your saints, God. I pray that you in in your mighty work would would do um, what only you can, that you bring life uh, to our hearts uh, tonight uh, through your word. Uh, We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, Colossians chapter one uh, has really been a, kind of a life verse for me when it comes to to the ministry. This is what uh, I have desired uh, my life's work here at Park to be, and really I, I just want to focus on uh, verse uh, twenty eight and following. You see, the beginning uh, Paul is writing to the church, and he's talking about him fulfilling the which is lacking in Christ's afflictions. And uh, there's nothing lacking in Christ, uh, of course, but he's saying as Christ died, I am going to carry on that, that work of, of laying my life down for the sake of the saints. And he does this for a very specific reason. And in this first part, it's, it's to make known um, the mystery hidden for ages, right? That which is promised to the Gentiles. And this, the idea of this mystery here in this text is not something that is unknown, but that was unknown but it's now revealed it has been made clear to us and we see that in verse 27 to them god chose to make known how great among the gentiles are the riches of the glory of this mystery mystery which is christ in you the hope of glory now, this is the hope of the christian life is that christ is in us uh, that Christ abides in us and we get to be uh, one with God, with Christ. So really what we see here in verse 28, what Paul's uh, aim of his ministry and the ministry of the apostles, and I believe the ministry of all pastors uh, and teachers of Christ's church is this. Him we proclaim. We proclaim Jesus Christ in the riches of his glory. We proclaim his, his glorious life We we, we proclaim His glorious death. We proclaim His glorious resurrection. We proclaim His glorious ascension. And we proclaim His glorious return. We proclaim Him, Jesus Christ, our Savior, our Lord, our Master. This is who we proclaim. We have nothing else but Christ. We know Christ and Him crucified. This is what we want to do as a church. We want everything that we do from, from our Sunday school classes to the classes even now with our, with, our, with our kids learning theology to our Sunday school classes, Wednesday night, all our classes is what? It's proclaiming Jesus. From this pulpit, what do we want? We want Jesus to be proclaimed. And we are so gracious. God has been so kind to us to give us many teachers in our church uh, who teach Christ to our, to our body, teach Christ to our our kids, men and women, teach the glorious good news of of Christ. Him we proclaim. We want to, to be a church that's all about Jesus Christ. And how do we do that? Well, we, we warn everyone and teach everyone with all wisdom. Uh, sometimes we don't follow Jesus Christ the way we ought. So what do we do? We, we are starting to go off the path. So we, so we warn people to get back on the path. And, you know, as I think about uh, going on sabbatical for a few months and, um, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for the time away and to be able to, to study and kind of, kind of go deep into uh, John Flavel and uh, John Flavel's pastoral approach to the Lord's Supper I'm really looking at one pastor and how he prepared his own people to take the ordinances and some of that actually has been birthed in, in conversations with, with, with many of, of you uh, but I want to be a pastor who cares well for your soul, so I want to study someone who cared well for the souls of his people and how that approach to the Lord's Supper really was, uh, embodied his whole entire approach to pastoral ministry. Uh, and when you, when you approach the Lord's table, what you do, you warn people before you take it. Before you come to the Lord's table, get yourself right. Examine yourself. Uh, we pray that every single Sunday we're examining our own hearts and our own lives. Uh, But here's the thing, beloved. You can't just examine your your own hearts every time you hear the word on Sunday or on Wednesday. You have to examine your hearts daily. And you also need help from the body of Christ to help you examine your own heart. And I think one of the things that we need to do a better job of is we need to to open up ourselves to others in the body. We need to be vulnerable about our struggles uh, because what happens when we need warning is when we start to isolate ourselves isolation is the breeding ground when sin becomes more uh, evident in our life. That's where we struggle with bitterness. Uh, that's when we struggle maybe with, with lust or greed, when we don't expose those things. But when you bring them to the light, beloved, they, they, they don't have, they have they have power uh, to be healed by Christ and his spirit. So I want to encourage you to continue to warn each other. So if you see, um, you know, this is one of the challenges as a pastor, and I am trust Pastor Grant, I, I trust uh, wit and victor as staff pastors i trust our elders that that when we're gone when when people are starting to to drift they're going to be warned they're going to be called back to christ but beloved that is everyone's job right that is everyone's job when we, we are called to do this for one another to warn each other to not go astray that we may not drift but it's not only negative here to warn but it's also just to teach and to instruct uh, if we love one another, we want to take what we learn from the Lord and then pass it on to others. Uh, parents want to pass this on to our kids. Uh, those who are, as Titus 2 says, the older men should be passing it on to the younger men. The older women should be passing this on uh, to the younger women. This should, we should have a culture in our church of, of natural teaching and discipleship, right? And we pray that would happen even more, right, uh, in, uh, the, in these summer months. It goes on and says that what's the purpose of this teaching and proclaiming that we may present everyone mature in Christ. Uh, The goal of the Christian life, beloved, is that you would become like Jesus. So the goal of the ministry of the preaching of the word, the goal of my ministry here as your pastor, is that, that I could present you mature in Christ. That when I go before the Lord in my own judgment, and the Lord is going to ask me how I cared for the sheep at Park Baptist Church. I want to be able to say I, I, I present them mature in you uh, because we did not uh, shrink back from teaching the whole counsel of God's word. We did not shrink back from proclaiming Jesus Lord of glory each and every week. And we have growth to, to in this, these coming months. We have growth that I've seen in, in our church these past couple of years uh, of maturity. I think that many of you, I was talking to a pastor recently and they said, how do you, how do you measure growth in your church? What's the metric that you use? Now, we, can, we have different metrics, right? We can talk about the budget growing. We can talk about the bodies that are, that are here. Uh, we could, we could, there's different ways you can kind of measure, right, how many people are attending Sunday school and, and church. But really, the, the real measure, the real metric we want is that our people loving God more, are they loving God's people more? Do they have a hunger and a thirst for God and the things of God? And do they hate sin? Do they, are they quicker to repent? So when I look at this, the body of Christ at Park over the past uh, 15 months, if you will, I've seen a growth in the hunger of God from many of our people. And I have seen the, the hunger and the love of God wane in others. Beloved, we have... To be mature together in Christ, and this takes effort and and labor, and, and I pray what's going to happen over the next several months is that that I'm going to, to to come back and we'll get this here in a second, but I'm going to see how mature our body truly is, and this is kind of one of those things where, you know, I'm only leaving for two months, so I'm not going to be like I'm going to be gone for years, right? And I'll still you'll still be around. I'll be at church here and there, and um, so it's not like I'm vanishing. Uh, but I, I kind of want to see what happens when my hands are not pressing hard into the elders. When my hands aren't pressing hard into the body. When I kind of remove my hands for a season and just say, are they able to walk on their own? It's kind of like a, like a parent with their children. It's kind of like you have different opportunities. We kind of give them a little bit of freedom. And, you know, the other day uh, we, we let um, our sweet Olivia kind of walk down to the creek with friends by herself. And, you know, Ellen made that call, and when she did, I was like, you did what? (laughs) Uh, But she made it down and back fine. It's like, okay, she's more mature than I realize. And I think this is what I pray that happens over the summer, that, you know, my hands are taken off, and what I see is that the godliness of our staff shines. The godliness of our elders shines. The godliness and maturity of our deacons shines. That's my prayer, right? Because that's been my prayer the whole entire time as a pastor. We proclaim Jesus, teaching and warning everyone. Why? So that you can present you mature in Christ. And I want to see that over these next couple of months. Verse 29, it says, For this I toil, struggling with all his energy that he powerfully works uh, within me. Uh, uh, for I want you to know how great a struggle I have for you and for those at Laodicea and for all who have, I have not seen face to face. Uh, this struggle is what Paul is saying. Listen, I have struggled and I have labored for you at Laodicea, and, and I think that I have tried to do this as a pastor. I have tried to labor and struggle and toil for, for the preaching of God's word here at Park and, and ministering uh, to this body, and I'm sure that I will um, go away these next couple months and the Lord will reveal if that's truly true. Have I labored the way I, I, I ought? Have I, am I laboring well? Am I running at a good pace? There's many things that I'm praying that the Lord would reveal to me that I would ask you to pray for me. Uh, this time away is not only for me to to write on John Flavel's pastoral approach to the Lord's Supper. I pray I do that, and I do much of it so it's complete by the time I have return. Um, but I also pray that the Lord would do a work in me when I'm gone, that he would reveal things to me. And he would say, okay, Dave, I I, I know you love to work hard, but I want you to work hard in this way. Because I want you to toil and labor to do what? To proclaim Christ and to warn and teach everyone, helping them present in maturity. Am I spinning my wheels in certain places? So I pray that God would would do that. I I, I pray that I would do that more and and more. We see this in in verse 2 the reason that, why do we labor? That their hearts, the hearts of the church, may be encouraged, being knit together in love to reach all the riches of full assurance, of understanding, and the knowledge of God's mystery which is Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Really, that's really what we want to see in our church, do we not? We want to see our hearts encouraged, encouraged in the gospel, encouraged in our love for one another. And we want to see that love knit together uh, in, 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 a, in a glorious way. This is all a matter of maturity. You know, are we going to, this summer months, is it going to drive us closer together? Are we going to build deeper friendships and, and, and more love for one another? Or is there going to be more of a fracture? Um, you know, God has been very kind to our church to give us numerical growth, but every time there is numerical growth, there may be more challenge for us to love one another well. Because the new growth may come with a fracture and less time. The growth may come and it may um bring in people that are different and harder to love. Well, are we going to be encouraged in Christ and therefore knit together in love? Uh, because what God is doing here is, is very special. Uh, it's very, very special. And I don't know if we fully realize what God is doing in the life of our body. Like we are not a perfect congregation, right? We have issues, okay? We all have issues. Every church has issues. We are not a perfect church. But I believe we are a godly church. And I believe we are a holy church. And I am so encouraged by it. Even recently, a brother is saying, you know, it's kind of like when you walk into a church and you've been part of one that's loving and, and full of the spirit and preaches the truth and you go to another church that doesn't do that. You long to be back in your church, right? Uh, and and that's, a sweet, that's a sweet testimony to this body, right? Because to make this body a pure church, it's not only the preaching of the word, it's not only the pastor, it's the people of God. It's the people of God that make the church, right? Any man can stand up and preach God's word, but it's the people of God who respond to God's word and love one another. This is what we toil and we strive for, right? We have to continue to do this. So my fear as a pastor is here in Verse four. I say this in order that no one may delude you with plausible arguments. You know, my job as a pastor has been to shepherd. And what's the main job of a pastor? It's to shepherd, it's to protect from error. And our job as elders is to do what? Is to to, to protect, to teach the faith that's once and all all delivered to the saints. We teach what the, the apostles taught. But listen, beloved, if you look around what's happening today, there's a lot of Arguments that delude the gospel. And I, I pray even for me. Like, are there things in my own life and there, are other areas in my own thinking that have deluded the gospel because I've focused on one thing too much? Because I know this as a teacher is that people will not remember what I teach, but they will remember what I emphasize over a time. You know, you will not, if I ask you, uh, what did I preach last week? I'm not going to ask you to raise hands, right? Um, well, uh, did I remember what I preached last week? I do. Um, but I want you to. But I, 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 and that's not my main goal. I don't judge my, my ministry based on one word. I, I judge what, what's God doing over a season. You know, anybody can, can, can hit a home run once in a while, right? Just close your eyes and swing, right? You know, I, I, my goal every single week is a gospel-based hit, a gospel-based hit. Teach the text, preach the gospel, call it a day. One more now in the coffin of the old Adam and see what God does over a season of of time. So that when I now am away, as as not being there to kind of maybe focus things away, I'm really just trusting the body, trusting the elders, trusting the staff, trusting many of you who have have wisdom and grace, who have maturity in Christ, to be able to, to protect one another from the delusion of false arguments. They're happening all the time in our day. And are we mature enough to see it? So verse 5 is my hope when I am gone and return. For though I am absent in body, yet I am with you in spirit. Uh, please know that even though that I may not physically be here all the time, I shall be here sometimes. Uh, but even though I'm not physically here, my heart will be here. My heart will be here uh, as, as it is almost every day uh, as I think and pray for this body it's hard for me not to think of the glory that God has given me in this church. Um, As you look at um, 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, it says that you are my hope and my glory. Uh, That's what Paul says about the church of Thessalonica. That's what I say about you. You are uh, the hope of glory for me. This is what he says he hopes to see. I'm with you in spirit, rejoicing to see your good order and the firmness of your faith in Christ. I hope to to see that the church is in good order, that things are better than when I left, that you guys are continuing to be firm in your faith in Christ. Uh, So one of my big prayers that God would show me when when I am gone on sabbatical, uh, I want God to reveal to me very clearly and very powerfully, Dave, you are not needed for the glory of Park Baptist Church. You are not needed for the saints of Christ at Park to love one another in a Christ like fashion. You are not needed to make them mature in Christ. I want to step back and I want the Lord to just do a work in our body to grow our people in, in holiness and righteousness and love and realize I am just a tool in the Redeemer's hands. I am not essential. I am grateful to be a gift given to this church to, to feed and to love and to serve her with the word of God. It is a great joy. It is one of the greatest joys I have in my life. And yet, if I get hit by a bus tomorrow, the word of God would go forth because this pulpit will be filled by a man to step up and preach the truth, to proclaim Jesus Christ, warning and teaching everyone so that this body may be maturing Christ. Uh, so I, I pray over these next several months that this is not like hey, we're, the pastor's not here, which happens, happens often, now, not as much in this church, but in, in, in other churches, I, I hear the pastor's gone, therefore it's time to take a vacation. Uh, I pray that you realize now's not the time to take your va- spiritual vacation. Now's the time to say, hey, listen, let's let's be mature in Christ. Let's live for the Lord. Let's proclaim Jesus. Let's proclaim the glory and grace of our great God and Father, Jesus Christ, the God and Father of our Jesus Lord Jesus Christ, so that we would be firm in our faith in him and we would be a church of good order. Why? So that God is pleased, so the world would see a, a sweet reflection of Christ and want to follow him more and more. So I pray that you pray for me as I pray for you, right, that we would realize that the, that the chief shepherd of the church is no, is no man. It is the Lord Jesus Christ, the good shepherd, who did what? Who laid down his life for his sheep. And Jesus says that because we have, he has done that for us, we ought to do that for one another. So I pray in the modeling of the Good Shepherd that you would lay your life down for one another in these days uh, so that you would continue to be firm in your faith in Christ. Father, we thank you for uh, the goodness of your word. Uh, we thank you that it, 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 it reproves and corrects, corrects and uh, encourages us. I pray, God, that you would uh, indeed reveal to me my, um, my weakness, my frailty, my God. Uh, I pray that you would show me that I am not indispensable to this congregation. God I pray that I would be missed by these people but I pray more than more than anything else God that when I return I would rejoice to see this church is in good order and then they are firm, rock solid in their faith in Christ. So God I pray that you would make this church mature in Christ. Um, I pray that this end we would continue to toil and labor that you would be pleased. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.